Here's the thing. Oh, hello. Can I talk to Detective Sigliano and Detective Montoya, please? My name is Pinky. Is this a detective? Hi, I usually inform for Hughes and Costanza, but they don't pay me no more. Oh, no! I'm just watching the new Jeopardy, and a man missed a Bible question because he did not know what Deuteronomy was. Welcome back to season two. Hello. Season two. What? It is season two. We made it. How have you not seen this? We made it. It's all downhill from here. It's a podcast. It is a podcast. It's a podcast starring us, a husband and wife. Yes. Hello. I am the husband. No, what? Well, okay. I'm the wife. Yeah, that's right. And we take turns showing each other movies that one of us has not seen before. The other one. Yeah. And then we say, hey, how have you not seen this? You'll catch on. Yeah. You'll get it. You'll get it. It's a show. And if you're one of our fans, wow, how how have we kept you this long? Yeah. Uh, let what, us know. What are we doing? Write into not seen this pod at gmail.com and say, hey, what's going on? Yeah. For sure. And shout out, as usual, to our amazing uh, Patreon patrons. Uh, we are digging you, and we are always accepting new patrons. Help keep this going, because mm-hmm. um, we don't make any money off of it. Nope. Um, but the um, uh, hosting ain't cheap. Not ain't. Um, yeah, patreon.com slash not seen this pod. Yes, not seen this pod everywhere. Yeah, just go to the internet on your sites and just type in not seen this pod and we'll probably come You'll up. You'll find us. We're there. Mm-hmm. Yes, just, That's look, us. just look for us and we'll be there. Mm-hmm. Call my name. Mm-hmm. Don't call my name. You just call out my name. That's a mistake. Is that the wrong one? Okay. Just stop. Okay. All right, so... Uh, you guys got to hear the Halloween, um, the special Halloween episode, mm-hmm. but this is the official start to season two. Mm-hmm. And since I got to choose the Halloween episode, um, Daniel is getting to choose the very first movie of season two, mm-hmm. which is Running Scared. Running Scared. From 1986, starring Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal and directed by Peter Hyams. Hyams? Hyams. Without like a hymen? No, God, no. Okay. Hyam. Oh, like, hi, I'm Peter Hyams. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> if that helps you remember his name, I am Peter Hyams. And there she goes. We'll check in with her in about 20 minutes. She's going to be laughing to herself for a while. So I'd like to talk to you guys about uh, what's been going on with my life. I'm doing pretty good. I got some new shoes the other day. They fit real well. I was pretty proud of myself because they came on the internet. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, she's back. I can't. I can't. Okay. Um. So yeah, that was one that I had never seen before, never heard of, mm-hmm. actually, which is you know, a thing. Um. Which for a mid '80s movie starring these two guys, that's pretty unusual. I don't think so. I really? don't think this was a mid '80s movie that that was very popular. I mean, I I, I shouldn't say not very popular. I, I just don't. I think I may have heard the the name, mm-hmm. but like. This was not one of those where people were like, if you haven't seen this, like, regardless of your boomer, millennial, zoomer, whatever, you need to see this. Whoa. Topical, generational debates. We're getting into the heat. We don't care. No. We jump into it. No. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't jump into it. No, we don't. 
it's just enough for me to say that I'm X and uh, and I do enjoy watching the boomers and millennials go at it. I'm an old millennial, or in the words of Eliza Schlesinger, an elder millennial. Yes, elder millennial. Mm-hmm. I married young. Yeah, you did. I married a younger man. Mm-hmm. I married old. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> so, do you want to know what I think? I, yeah. Uh, let me just do a real quick explanation Recap. of what the movie yes. is about. Running scared. The year was 1986. <laughs> oh, I was four years old. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I said, Mom and Dad, I want to see a buddy cop comedy starring... What are you What are you making a face for? 86. Is this the year that uh, Back to the Future came out? That's 85. 85. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back to the Future was 85, 89, and 90. Just dumb Got stuff, it. I know. Sorry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Can't change a tire, but... There you go. That's the release years of Back to the Future. So, If there are any men out there who can change a tire and enjoy uh, photography, dogs. Oh, this podcast got away from me. <laughs> Bye, I guess. This is my last episode. Don't, How have you not seen this? Don't dish yourself in front of your wife. <laughs> it's not smart. Anyway. Uh, so 1986. 1986. It is a buddy cop comedy starring Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal as two Chicago policemen who uh are detectives detectives yeah they're they're detectives they're plainclothes guys they do a lot of undercover stuff and they are chasing a local aspiring drug kingpin played by jimmy smiths and their job is to try and you know catch him and put him away and save the day and that's it that that's that's it that's literally no i mean you really that's it there's not it's not there's no twist like two-thirds of the way through one of them's actually a ghost nope it's all i just laid it out for you ba-doom 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 that's it yep. and it is great so i want to know what you thought about it and then we can talk about the movie okay i okay i have a lot of stuff written down that we can talk about um i you have a lot of stuff written down i have a lot of stuff written down um partially because i just had questions and then i got really drunk halfway through you were drinking a lot of wine and started writing just drunk stuff which was awesome it was amazing like at one point um, you said what is that building and i said i don't know and then you were like i'm gonna write that down and then you wrote what is that building yes. in your book and then also while you're writing it said out loud what is that building yes it's amazing um I gotta say this movie is really good when you're drunk. I mean, it's it's it's, you know, it's a great, it's fun, it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're not saying it's a bad movie that you have to be no, drunk to watch. No, 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 no. Okay, so let me first say this, and this is not an insult to the movie, in my opinion. Um, first of all, I'm gonna say Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal at their sexiest because mm-hmm. what up? Like what up? Look at Billy Crystal here, ladies. Look at this guy. I was uh, running scared with the great Gregory Hines. Yeah. That was really like my first major movie. And my first major abs, also. <laughs> I just finished Saturday Night Live, and, and I got in great shape <clears throat> to do that. Dude, and, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I could tell Breathe it in, that. man. You look yeah, he looks unbelievable. Soak it in, boys. Soak it Soak in. It in. I wish that Gregory Hines had found a reason to dance. That would have been awesome because the man is, well, was, R.I.P., Yeah, sexy as hell when he was mm-hmm. dancing. Billy Crystal at his sexiest. Sweet Jesus. I 
was all about them cheekbones and that beard mm-hmm. and all that. And um, and I also, I wrote down here, Billy Crystal is like home to me. He really is. Um, because uh, When Harry Met Sally was incredibly important to me. Um, and those of you, I think there may be some of you listening that know how important that movie was to me, um, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Billy Crystal's also just a rad guy. Um, several years ago, um, my brother, who you, you all know, Price, um, he was um he did an ad he's in advertising and his team did an ad for uh Derek Jeter's uh, retirement called Retupect respect I don't mm. know how you pronounce it whatever you want to call it no one does anyway it's one of the best like I am not an ad person first of all I'm not a Yankees person second but this ad makes me cry every time I watch it um and it's about his like signature hat tipping thing and they had all these famous New Yorkers I'm showing you that I'm tipping my hat right now. She I don't is. know why I think, video you feed. think this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't see me tipping no, my hat. No, make it bigger. Pull the hat harder. That's true. There okay, it is. Like now, that. see, they can see that. Anyway, um, so I asked Price at one point, and Billy Crystal is in it and tips his hat. And and again, that just tipped my hat for you. She did. Um, and I asked Price, I was like, tell me who the best person was to work with. And he was like, Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal. Like... Because a he's an actor, so actors know how to work with um, actors know how to work. You know, they're professionals. They're professionals. He's mm-hmm. like, I got this. Thank you. You sort of behave on set. You know, I don't. I don't. I'm not like a team owner who's like, where do I look? What is this? What's happening? Um, and like, apparently, the hardest people to work with, not the worst people, like in that they sucked, but the hardest people to work with were Jeter's family, and. Um, like the little kid at the end, but whatever, that doesn't matter. Anyway, that just made me super happy that Billy Crystal was awesome to work with because like you want to know that the people that you love mm-hmm. are worth loving and he is. Yeah. Um, now, having said all that, I had this uh, feeling during the movie that solidified overnight and I realized when I woke up, oh, this shouldn't have been a movie and I'm disappointed that, okay, these guys were stars and they went on to become big, big stars. Um, and if they hadn't, this would have worked really, really well as a sitcom, not it as like a, like an HBO sitcom where they could show boobs and swear, (laughs) um, because they really like to show boobs, um, and butts, Mm -hmm. which I have no problem with. It's the eighties. Butts were in butts, butts and boobs. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot there's a lot of like montage like sexy montages um so but this movie there's no it is fluff it is pure fluff mm-hmm. and and actually i in my head i like planned out the whole first season this whole movie was just the first season mm-hmm. you could have expanded on the the whole thing between gregory hines and marianne you could have expanded on the divorced wife um and uh billy crystal, billy crystal yeah. because that was kind of like mm-hmm. he just saves her life and she's like okay forget my fiance yeah, i was like no nah, it's not gonna you're gonna sure. remember tomorrow you're gonna remember everything that you can't stand about him and that makes me sad sure um but I think it would have been such a great sitcom Mm -hmm. Um, because there's not really and there's not really as a movie like, yes, it's just a fun hour and 45 minutes, but I didn't leave like 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I liken this to ruthless people because Daniel was saying like it's of its time and people that weren't around wouldn't remember it and da da da. And he had said that about ruthless people, and I disagreed with him. Um, I feel like ruthless people has more like uh, uh, like power to it, staying more power. staying power. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so while there's nothing wrong with this movie at mm-hmm. all, like you can't find anything wrong with this movie. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. It's it's got you know sexy boys in it. It's got girls. It's got uh, guns and um, car chases. Car, and... Fantastic car chases. They're great. And it's just a happy movie, right? Mm-hmm. But like part of me is like they missed out. They missed out on an opportunity to have this. Like they could have. Don't you think? So you want like. A premium cable TVMA version of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, would I agree? That would be awesome. Yeah, but not as goofy as Brooklyn. No. I mean, Brooklyn Nine Nine, FYI, is a very favorite show in the Carlson household. Oh yeah, if you if you come for Brooklyn Nine Nine, you come for us, and you're not gonna leave. No, standing. you're gonna you're gonna be limping. You're, you're gonna walk out. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll um, go Young Scully and Hitchcock on you, and it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so no, I'm not looking for that level like, of goofiness. No, yeah, I, I but... agree. Like less goofy, but still funny. Yeah, because yeah. Billy Crystal, they're fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. They're great together. They're great together. Um, and the thing is, it's funny you mentioned Billy Crystal feeling like home to you because it feels like that to me too. Because, you know, obviously, in this era of his career, he was just getting started in movies. This was one of his first movies. Yes. Um, and so, like, he he already obviously had tell. like a, a huge stand up stand up career and Saturday Night Live. And, and soap and soap where he came out like was he the first mm-hmm. major think, gay character yeah he's if not the first and one of the first we can fact check that later in the podcast one of us can frantically on their phone but i think he might have been the first gay, major gay character i think he on a was TV show. and i need to show you soap because it is sublime yeah but anyway like i was looking at his filmography like starting in 86 with running scared the next next year 87 he was in both the princess bride and throw mama from the train um when harry met sally was in 89 City Slickers ninety one, and then City Slickers two. Forget Paris, and like I'll, I'll analyze <laughs> no, this no, no, in ninety nine. No. Pig in the city. Pig, yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, oh, sorry, wait, I, never mind. I just realized you meant City City Slickers. City Slickers two. two. The, the way le- that you said it mm-hmm. was City Slickers two. Forget Paris, and I mm-hmm. thought you were making a joke of City <laughs> Slickers two. Pig in the city. And then I realized, no, amazing. Forget Paris was actually a movie. Yeah, a bad movie, but a movie. It's not great. Where Billy Crystal plays an NBA ref. And my husband plays the old man who just says things out loud all the time. Out loud all the time. That's my life. That's who I am. And I'm proud of it. Anyway, what I was saying is Billy Crystal is one of those guys that people of our generations and sub generations grew up with. Yes. You know? Yes. Like I've I don't remember Like I mean, Steve Martin. Yeah, like I don't remember not knowing who Billy Crystal was. That's like true. I've seen him in movies since I was in elementary it's school. True. No, it's it's true. just Billy Crystal. It's just you know? Billy Crystal. Hello. He's he was. It's like he was always saying hello. 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 Mm-hmm. Too much. Yeah. Billy Crystal, somebody we grew up with. Yes. You know, yes. a huge part of our lives, huge comedic factor. Um, okay. So Billy Crystal, we've covered him, and I love mm-hmm. him. Uh, first of all, I did not have. I love the basic, just basic credits. It's like someone was like, "Shit, we forgot the credits." Hey, Joe, can you go down and just? type some into mm-hmm. the yep it's like, just like aerial all caps <laughs> italicized or they didn't like, even de- like not the the title itself isn't even designed nope. it just says like nope the words running scared nope 
it's it's great. Our producer has decided. Could you not produce the? Yeah, that's her. By the way, making the sounds with me. Um, I didn't know David Foster produced movies. That's just another thing I didn't I didn't know about David David Foster, who is kind of a sleazeball, but like super talented and just married. What's her name from American Idol? Oh, who um is younger than his daughters oh god no yeah that's it's, fucked up it's sexy um what would it be like if your spouse was younger than your kids well apparently they're totally best friends the spouse and the kids yeah that's a lie like they're like uh, Catherine mcphee Catherine mcphee Catherine mcphee oh she's pretty about. yeah and she married david foster oh god no so she's fucking that old dick boo that's an old, wrinkly, sad dick. But it's really, really, really rich. Really rich? Yeah. Like, rich beyond rich. Yeah, really rich old dick. Yeah. Anyway, good for you, Catherine McPhee. I guess. I wondered what was up, what she'd been up to. Um, I loved, okay, I loved seeing Dan Hedaya as the, like... Oh, he's great. And again, this is why I'm saying it should have been a television show, because mm-hmm. he just played the irascible... You know, the police weary captain. police captain, mm-hmm. like, you get out of my office, you know, mm-hmm. like, you kids. Yep. And you're like, I'll deal with you later. Yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I love when Billy Crystal runs in and, and like, interrupts, uh, like, wakes up mm-hmm. uh, Gregory Hines after he, while he's in bed with mm-hmm. Marianne. And he's got donuts, and she just gets up and walks to the bathroom, and he's like, we need to find girls at the same time. And they just, like, bump fists and go, ding! And mm-hmm. I was like, that just made me very happy. Yeah, the rapport is great. Um, I had a question. Okay. When they talk about Uzis, is that an AK-47? No, that's a different gun. An Uzi is a smaller machine pistol. So an Uzi is like an, an Uzi. It, yeah. There's no, it doesn't have, like, a number name. No, the, the man who invented it was named Uzi. Oh! Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was. Uh, see this. This is a good thing that I don't know that because mm-hmm. I I'm proud that I don't know. Uzi's that. also a very '80s gun. Very 80s now gun. it would be like AR-15s or AK-47s. Okay. Uh, did you t- did you look up or do you happen to know? Did Michael McDonald write that song for the movie? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 yeah. The name of that song uh, is. Oh, there's. Here we that go. song came on, and I was Sweet like. Sweet Freedom. Yes. That by song, Michael McDonald. That song came on, and I was like, what? And I just immediately started singing along. It first appeared on the soundtrack for this movie. Fantastic. And then, because Michael McDonald put out an album in 85. So this movie comes out in 86 with this song, and then they re-release his 85 album with this song on as an Perfect. extra. Perfect. Yep. Uh, love it. Love that song. Yeah. That's during the it montage. Charted. It chart. Yeah, uh, the montage that we can get into later. But like this this soundtrack, by the way, had three singles chart. I believe it. Yeah, including the Michael McDonald Sweet Freedom. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be hard for me to decide which song to take us out on because um, I may have to like play little... I don't Little know snippets. what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Anyway, um, I love that they signed the loan for their um, the loan for their bar, the bar on the roller bank. skates mm-hmm. and crop tops. <laughs> um, I loved seeing gratuitous cop butt. Um, I love seeing uh, Greg. <laughs> they go to interrogate the drug kingpin's mom, 
and there's this little kid the whole time giving Gregory Hines the finger, just flipping him the bird the whole time. And Gregory Hines could not be more childish about it. And then at one point, and but like Billy Crystal doesn't even know what's going on. He's like trying to talk to this lady, and the kid's behind the lady, and Gregory Hines is behind the Billy Crystal, and they're just like, eh. and so then uh, the door slams shut, and he's like, hang on just a second, and knocks on the door, and the kid opens it, and Gregory Hines just like shoves both his fingers in the kid's face, and I was like, well, that's yeah. my kind of man. He flips off two birds and goes, yes, yes, and then they just slam the door. That's my kind of kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who is the mechanic? Because I love him. Yeah, the I know mechanic, him well. Uh, from... I don't know his name, but he played Mr. Rickles on Friends, the guy that lived above them and died. Yes, but he's done a lot of 80s stuff, and I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, Why Michelangelo to motor pull the one? Ace, it is perfect. Got your siren, you got your radio, you got your flashing lights, and you got your fan meter. I don't know, Ace, there's something not quite right here. Well, it's your old car with a couple of modifications. I even covered the windows with bulletproof plexiglass. You can't roll them down, but then again, you can't get shot through them either. You can't roll them down. Did you ask for that? It couldn't hurt. I feel like James Bond. You got any machine guns or ejection seats? Sure. You want to leave it a couple more days? No, no. It's perfect. All right. Just take care of it this time because it's a masterpiece. And uh, I loved seeing um, Billy Crystal in a driving cap. What were you trying to do to me, 80s? That was too much. I did not know that you thought Billy Crystal was that sexy. In this movie, I did. Hello. I did not. Hello. 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 I had no idea. Um, the I loved seeing the two young cops that were being like, uh, what do you call it? Trained. Trained to mm-hmm. be their successors. Uh, one of them was what's his name from Real Science? Weird Science. Real Science. Real genius. Real genius. John Grease. Who... Please, somebody hit me <laughs> in the face. John Grease, who also played Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, yeah. I know. He, uh, but I yeah, love I, him. I prefer him in Real Genius because Real Genius is a much better movie. Real Genius, and for those of you who know it's me, so know that I've seen that movie 8 billion times, and I know the name of the movie. I'm just... I just took a nap, and it's <laughs> season two. <laughs> Um, we're shaking off the dust. We're shaking the off the dust. Out. Real genius. If Daniel hadn't seen that, we would totally. Oh my god, I be love that movie. I love that movie. It is. Well, it's real genius. <gasps> That's right. Whoa! I just did. You just come up with that? I did. That's fucking amazing. I, I kind of feel really powerful should, right let's now. Just stop recording. We're done. That was it. Like, stop touching yourself. <laughs> you know when he they talk to him through his braces. Oh yeah. <laughs> the look he just gave me i was like he was like why are you talking about that now i didn't get the reference i was like what's should happening? we be discussing that what's right happening? now oh my god i'm just kidding okay um i noticed and this may be just be me being way way overly like there was stuff about jesus like everywhere in that movie did you notice that uh yeah but like not in like an overt proselytizing way it just happened no, to be because like i, I mean, just thought it was weird yeah like i mean like there's the shot hey, of the... chicago is there like jesus everywhere up there or what What's there's the, the shot deal? of the, the rundown mission with the jesus saves sign and then like there's like a priest and a nun were being used as like no no, no, no. there and... was the uh thing in the credits there was uh, multiple times mm-hmm, i'm mm-hmm. just saying it was very 80s um chicago 80s Chicago in winter looks like the most disgusting place in the world to live. Oh, my God. Like, disgusting. Like, just a 
just a pit appalling just a swampy pit appalling i do not want to live there um yes i wrote 80s chicago is a garbage town mm-hmm. i'm assuming you guys have cleaned up your act clean up your act 80s chicago yeah get it together um the drug test guy mm-hmm. i feel like is an is a british actor that i know he's a character actor from a lot of stuff let me try to find um him. i could be wrong mm-hmm. it's <laughs> at this point i think we figured out that i'm probably wrong um there was a fantastic car chase fantastic uh at one point they're driving on the l and (laughs) who one of them yells i hate this the other one yells we're making good time (laughs) which was awesome um there was also fantastic street art uh those of you who don't know um houston has really really fantastic street art if you drive around and it's become and i really love that it's not just houston you see it um everywhere now i mean even in little tiny towns uh street art is becoming this uh people are it's being recognized as actual art Mm -hmm. which i love and some of the best street artists in this in this city i think are um michael rodriguez nikki davis uh Kat Sola, uh Vincent Fink. I'm just yeah letting you know street art's great. who to look for when you're out there mm-hmm. on the streets. I don't know what our producer is eating, but she's eating it loudly. Uh loved seeing the eighty six car phone. Yeah, that um, big old brick that was attached to the cord. Yeah. Yep, that mm-hmm. was awesome. My um my dad got my mom a car phone in like the late eighties, you know, that's like it has to be like installed into the car Mm -hmm. um and he called her once it scared her she ran off the road onto the median i don't think she hit anything i can't remember and then she just unplugged it and would never use it again and he's Mm -hmm. like how will i I don't how will i know how can i get in touch with you she's like oh i don't care i'm just i hate that thing and i'm never using it Mm -hmm. which is um 50 years of my parents marriage in one story for you yeah that's still kind of the mo that's it Mm -hmm. you're welcome Mm -hmm. um let me see i said oh the building what's that building i wondered if it was the building that was from rush hour when they had the huge um at the very end where they have those huge drape things Mm -hmm. that they slide down it's the james r thompson center in the loop district of chicago the james r thompson center i really wonder if that's the rush hour building because i feel like it is while he's looking i could never be a cop never be married to a cop um because that shit is crazy wikipedia doesn't say but it does say that it was in 1990s the kid who loved christmas okay well Okay. So not helpful. Not helpful at all. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, I said I could ever married to a cop because it's crazy. Um, and that made me write down Joe Kenda. I was drunk. Like, I was really drunk at this point. Um, had a lot of wine. The, um, I really hadn't, but I have no tolerance. So one of my favorite, you guys know that I'm a huge true crime fan. Um, one of my favorite shows is um, <laughs> Homicide. Um, homicide hunter joke uh, with lieutenant joe kenda and he's this old guy who um it's it tells all these stories about when he was young and this um great adorable guy carl marino acts out is like the 
in the, the, re-enactor. the reenactor. Yes. Hey, reenactor. <laughs> um, but like he went through some shit and these are his real stories. And I'm thinking if I was his wife, I would have been like, I'm, I'm, I'm out. No, I'm not putting up with that. I like being married to a writer where the worst thing I have to worry about is his bad driving. Yeah, I'm not great at driving. You're a terrible driver. I'm, 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 I nah. consider myself aggressive and creative behind the wheel. How's that? Yeah, and uh-huh. terrifying. Okay. And then the last thing I wrote down, oh, I said Anna's a sissy. That's um, his ex-wife, um, Billy Crystal's ex-wife. She's a sissy. Also, I wrote down die hard, question mark. Okay. Because I thought it was very interesting that the that the end of the movie was in this big office building at Christmas mm-hmm. and there's all these guns and I was like, Is this a Christmas movie? Like Die Hard is a Christmas right. movie? Because Die Hard is not a Christmas It's movie. not a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's a movie at Christmas. It's one of the only things that Daniel and I agree on when it comes to Die Hard is that it's not a Christmas movie. Hang on, do you think do you not think Die Hard's awesome? I just, it's fine. You just it's, it's fine. It's just too much. It's just I Is we, it too much violence? No, it's just I'm tired of hearing about Die Hard. Like it's just not right. Die Hard is not Star Wars. Die Hard is not Star Wars, no. So like if you were gonna talk about Star Wars that much, I'd be like fine with it. Mm-hmm. But talking about Die Hard as much as you do, no. I don't think I talk about it that much. You used to talk about it a lot more. Maybe I did. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I had I I caught Die Hard vibes, and I thought that would make you happy. That did make me happy. And also, we've just referenced Die Hard. What what? Um, I'm trying to figure out how to how to bring in some Godfather. Maybe you can do that. Yeah, I'm you. thinking about that too. Anyway. Uh, I do think, if nothing else, I was drinking the claret from um the Coppola Winery. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's your Godfather tie-in. Francis Ford Coppola makes makes a nice wine it's not gonna it's it's not gonna make any um was it enophile i never know how to pronounce it i think it's enophile it's It's not gonna make any enophile be like oh yes but but it'll get you drunk yeah and um grapes yeah our friends call it their guzzling wine Mm -hmm. just when you want to pound some stuff i just say props to that yep so that's how i feel about it good i think it's a really fun entertaining movie it seems like you had a fun time I did, but do you, but do you see where I'm I'm not insulting it? No, when no, I no, say exactly, it, yeah. But I nor were you insulting it when you said that you happen to be drinking a lot because it's not one of those movies like The Room where no. you have to be drunk to get through it. No, no, I have PMS, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, when that happens in this house, mm-hmm. um, you basically hide behind something and throw offerings at my feet, praying that one of them will calm me. Mm-hmm. And nothing worked until I was cooking dinner and saw the bottle of wine and thought, I'll try this. And that worked. Yes. I don't have any trouble. Listen, this is a world. Women have PMS. Yeah. I become... Drink some wine. A rage monster. A rage monster. Yeah. I feel Mm -hmm. for you. So, anyway, yes. I'm glad you had a good time with the movie. Yes. It's a really fine, entertaining movie. I just found out about it, I think... A couple of years ago for the first time, uh, I had never heard of it either, but I watched it and was really, really taken with it because it's just a fun buddy cop comedy from the 80s. It is unpretentious. It is unassuming. It it's is fluffy. It's fluffy. Watching it now is like when you go back and you watch the stuff that like 
made the cliches happen. It was one of those types yes. of movies because this came out in 86. 1987, of course, was Lethal Weapon. So, which with which really crystallized a lot of the like super cliches of the 80s buddy cop comedy movies that came to be parody for years and years later. So, but I mean, there's stuff in Running Scared that is unironic, like the horn solos in the music, the montages, the the dialogue where like they're like this guy's getting on my nerves. Well, let's get on his stuff like that where you're like this is great. It and the thing is, it's not if you, if if you made this movie this way now, it would be nine kinds of sorry we paused because our producer was and i also just hit pause again we paused because our producer was eating something and we didn't know what it was <sighs> she's such a pain in the ass we've been unable to find another producer she's we can't i mean this one lives with us which makes it tough yeah because how do you fire that yeah we're like you're fired but you still live here if it's possible she's gotten worse yes uh, dramatically so yeah so apologies anyway you were saying i was saying yeah if you made this movie today it would be ironic because it's you wouldn't make it like this it's so straightforward but these are the things that became cliches before they were cliched and endlessly parodied and it's kind of sweet and endearing it in, in a weird way it's like when you go back and watch a movie like uh i remember the first time i saw platoon i was in probably college maybe high school or college and your first instinct is to feel oh this is overwrought or this is maybe a little melodramatic until you realize no this was so influential on all the other stuff that came later which you've already seen yes and it's been parodied so much like yes and we've talked about yeah but so like platoon's a good example you see a guy like in slow-mo while adagio for strings comes up and you're like oh wait but they meant this straight ahead and and so so running scared reminds me of stuff like that where like it's i mean it ends with a freeze frame and it's so gloriously 80s and sincere and just cheesy fluffy wonderful goodness you know you know um, and it's really fun i didn't i didn't even think about lethal weapon when we were watching this and you're exactly right this is like the, which again was the next year this is like the baby snuggly fluffy um mm-hmm. version of what was to come mm-hmm. um of course now i can't get freeze frame out of my head freeze frame freeze frame um, but, uh, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. They, they, oh my God. Now I'm like really, cause they needed, they needed Danny Glover. They needed it to mm-hmm. be a little different. It had to be a mm-hmm. little different. It had to be a little darker. Mm-hmm. And it was. Well, also different writers. Cause I mean, uh, different writers, but I mean, this was just, there was nothing dark about this. Nothing. No, it's nothing. No, like it's for a movie where like dudes get shot and it's about drug trade. It's like remarkably cheesy and light. I mean. At one point, uh, you know, like about kind of like a third of the way through or so, Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines, they're trying to bust this drug kingpin, Jimmy Smits, and they mess up. And so their boss, Ann Hedaya, is like, you're on vacation for two, for a couple of weeks. Like, starting now, you're on vacation. Don't, don't come around here anymore. And they go to Key West. And, like, they spend several minutes of screen time in Key West a while. Hang out in Key West, like having sex with a lot of random women, roller skating, walking around. Billy Crystal's like, let's retire and buy a bar down here. Convinces Gregory Hines to do it. And he's like, fine. So then they go back to Chicago to finish out. They were like, we're done. We're going to, we'll give you our 30 day notice. And we're, we're going to quit and go back and just live in our bar in Key West. And 
that kind of becomes one of the animating things of the back half of the movie of, you know, Billy Crystal's like, we got to be careful and like not get hurt so we can make it and retire to this bar. Um, but then like they decide that the twist at the end is they decide that Chicago needs them. And so they stay in Chicago anyway. Yeah. I think and the so, last line's like, Hey guys, want to buy a bar? Hey guys, want to buy a bar? Uh, and then it freeze frames on them walking. It's yeah. just, it's just deliciously eighties and glorious, the cheese ball. But, um, yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, I think one of the, it's, uh, it's cool to watch the, the cast too, because Gregory Hines is amazing. It's a, it's such a shame that he, he died of, of cancer in the early aughts. Um, and one of the neat things about this movie for me is the first thing I saw Gregory Hines in as a kid, the very first thing was an episode of the TV show Amazing Stories called... Get Out. Called uh, The Amazing Fallsworth was the name of the, the episode. And in that episode, he plays a magician who uh, is actually a psychic. Like, he has, like, a gag where he can, like, touch um, artifacts. Oh. And actually, like, and get, like, a psychic reading on people. And he, like, discovers a killer and is hunted by a killer. And actually, we winds up living. The cool thing is, that episode was directed by Peter Hyams, who directed <gasps> Running Scared. That's how Gregory Hines knew Hyams. And so when Hyams was doing this movie, Hines just, like, campaigned for the role and, like, bugged him, bugged him. Like, he, he said this in an interview around the time. He's like, I just campaigned for the role until Peter gave it to me. Wow. And so that's how he, because it was originally, the original script was two older cops who were retiring in New York. And Peter Himes was like, no. Who wants to watch that? Yeah, Himes was like, make it younger so that we can actually cast different kinds of people. Sexy people. Uh, let's move it to Chicago because we don't do Chicago as much. New York is kind of overdone. Definitely. Um, and so, yeah, it was also originally written as just two because it's the 80s. It was written as two standard white guys. And so Gregory Hines campaigned and got the role. And one of the things that Hines talked about even at the time was, it was great because he got to be this uh, this African-American guy in this role. He got to be sexual, which is really rare for African-American actors. Like, he, all the sex scenes are him. Yep. Billy, Billy Crystal, I think, hooks up in, like, one of the montages, but we don't see anything. Like, they get no, girls. You know, yeah. But, like, all the sex scenes in the movie are Gregory Hines. Yep. He gets to be this sexual guy. Um, and so, yeah, that's how he knew Hyams from sure. Amazing Stories, which is the first thing I saw him in as a kid. I was like, this guy's awesome. Who is this guy? And then that's how I was heard Gregory Hines. So it's a weird way to be introduced to Gregory Hines. But amazing I, stories, but respect. Yeah, respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, it is. It's a. It's a really really strong screenplay too. I think um, it sets up everything you need to know at the beginning. Like we're going after this drug guy. They say his name. They say his name all the time. You see him. You see Jimmy Smith in like the first few minutes of the Immediately, movie. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. You're like we got to get him. And so like it's very very clear. The screenplay also sets up a lot of really good action in the first third and a half because the first big chunk of the movie takes place over just like a couple of days they're like let's go arrest this guy and then we got to go run over here and do this errand and we got to try and catch this guy and it's all back to back to back and the scenes play out in a really fun long engaging way so you don't feel lost it's not like all slipshod it's just a really strong fun movie like one of the early scenes gregory hines and billy crystal are like you know chasing bad guys and billy crystal's like oh what time is it and it's like four o'clock. He's <laughs> like, oh, I gotta go say goodbye to Aunt Rose. It's his aunt's funeral that day, so they pop in. And at first, you're like, oh, this is just like a random shoved in thing. And it makes for some comedy because they show up at the funeral in like their plain clothes with like a, a guy they just arrested in tow. So there's comedy there, but also a story because that's where Billy Who's Chris the guy that was arrested? Joey Pantoliano. Joey Joe looking baby face. So young. That's also introduces a story point where you meet Billy Crystal's ex wife there. Yep. And it's at the story point for later because the Aunt Rose who died leaves Billy Crystal's character forty grand, and that's yep. what inspires him to buy the bar. Yep. 
So it's all set up and wound really, really well and tight and naturally in the beginning of the movie. So you don't even really feel it, but it just, boom, just sets the story in motion. Um, I also think it's it's really great to watch because it looks really good. Peter Hyams, uh, the director, also did the cinematography. And he's served as his own cinematographer since like the early 80s. Is that unusual? It's unusual. Interesting. Um, like the Coens do it. Um, oh, but, well, but yeah. But it's, it's, it's unusual. Or like Soderbergh has done it. But it's it's not it's not common, and one of the things that makes that look so good is it it looks really good. Like the lighting and shots, the depth of field, the focus are really creatively well done and way more visually engaging than you get in a lot of comedies now. Because a lot of comedies now, uh, especially from like the Apatow school, they do a lot of improv on set, and they just like go go go, just just kind of vamp and do stuff. They'll shoot a ton, especially because it's digital, not not even film, and then they just find it in the edit and so all these comedies now most comedies you see are just like really cranked up and bright and all kind of the same looking pulled together because all the shot they're just gonna like talk and talk and talk and like all the shots have to be bright lit so they can just match everything up but like this is like an actual scripted thing yep um there was some improvising on set billy crystal said that one of the reasons that he he was fortunate to do that was because himes asked for that and would let him do some of that stuff and the only reason it worked so well was because he had an actor the quality of Gregory Hines in those scenes with him to catch him and do that work. So some of those jokes and those bits are very clearly Billy Crystal's personality coming through and him vibing. But with a pro like Gregory Hines just batting the ball right back to him, well, that's what I was gonna it say. It carries so well. They come across they come across as just genuine friends. I don't yes. know if they like each other in real life, but I don't feel like you can have mm-hmm. that kind of banter unless you like each their other. Their chemistry is rock solid. Yes, their emo- their emotional bond is rock solid. Their brothers like. Like Gregory Hines again hooks up with with Marianne the we just the, call her it's literally what they call her in the yeah, movie Marianne and at first like a one night stand and then Billy Crystal comes over and like walks in with donuts they just say hi and like at one point later on Gregory Hines and Marianne are like actually having sex in his bed but Billy Crystal's like his ex is in trouble so he walks in and like interrupts him but he's like hey my ex is in trouble and Gregory Hines instantly stops and is like let's go fix this stuff yeah that's great. Like, and they're just like whatever like they're just they're so close um and their their relationship is what drives it because again in the buddy cop comedy you've got to not only like both of them or at least one of them but you got to like them together they've got to have a good rapport yes they've, that energy's what's going to sell the story yep you know yep and it really does they are so good together and they so really fun are. they really feel like guys who've been doing this a while like at the beginning of the movie you know you see them kind of doing their typical street busts and stuff and from the jump, their chemistry is so solid. You feel like they've been cops together for a while. Their routine is mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. They are really, really strong. Billy Crystal wanting to jump into the basketball game, mm-hmm. and Gregory Hines like, no, no, mm-hmm. no. And Billy yep. Crystal's like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And like he jumps in, and then he makes Gregory Hines jump in. Mm-hmm. And then Gregory Hines ends up getting like way too into it. It's just perfect. Like It's so yeah. funny. It's it's great. They're, it's just a really fun movie, and it's... Uh, Again, I was so glad that I discovered it. I think I saw somebody talking about it on on Twitter a couple years ago. And it's just a prime example of the kind of straight-ahead movies that, because of the way the industry works now, do not get made as much. Nope. Right now, you've got... the ain't no money in it. Yeah, the theatrical money is in big IPs, big tent poles, high-concept stuff. Even rom-coms now aren't getting made. They've got to be high-concept or twisty or weird. The only stuff that's like reliably getting made genre-wise as always, is horror because it's really inexpensive and reliable. Folks know they're going to come out and get scared. It's a really reliable part of the business. Yep. But a buddy cop comedy like this, like, again, there's no twist. 
they want to get the bad guy and 33 year old spoiler alert they get the bad guy like Mm -hmm. that's the point of the movie there's no highfalutin there's no like deep introspection there's just it's just a buddy cop comedy from the mid 80s yeah and that i still claim could have been a great show totally and it's really great to watch a movie like that that is just straightforward and just about to out to tell a fun story and tells it well with solid cast and solid writing um yes you mentioned the music earlier and i did want to share that again um yeah michael mcdonald's sweet freedom the uh the the soundtrack was released and it it sold well it produced three top 15 hits um uh there was sweet freedom by michael mcdonald which we mentioned man size love by climax all right remember climax with a with a k yeah k-l-y-m-a-double-x what's going on they also sang i miss you that's a little trivia for you and the other song was once in a lifetime groove by uh new edition so the soundtrack also featured patty labelle and no uh, the soundtrack was fabulous kim wilde yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it it's a solid 80s solid 80s soundtrack and soundtrack and yeah the the michael mcdonald song sweet freedom plays while they're in key west and they're just montaging like roller skating barbecuing with random girls wearing halter tops and short shorts and roller skating around the beach it's just a blast not blading skating yeah roller skating it's the 80s yeah no blades yeah blades and uh a lot of halter tops for dudes a lot of more crop, than i would have expected a lot of crop not halter tops, Am I saying the wrong tops. Thing? Crop you are top. saying the wrong thing what's a halter top a halter top goes around the neck a halter top goes around the neck like okay. this and okay. comes down i've seen those yeah you know like the dress marilyn monroe wears when her mm-hmm. whoosh like mm-hmm. that that's a halter dress oh. yeah crop top crop top is just when you've cut off the mm-hmm. bottom of your yes. shirt Billy we Crystal could do Gregory that with Hines some of your shirts wear a lot of crop tops i'll wear a crop top and um and you could wear a crop top i'll wear a crop top yeah so anyway um we'll take a picture and post it yes you're no, welcome we won't so yeah uh the the music is great in 80s and and really fun and also reminds me of the time when they were like we need a soundtrack for this movie like yes. let's record some songs and that's going to be part of the thing it's 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 fun to watch and and remember this era of movie making and movie selling and just the way things were. Because, again, you know, movies like this just right now don't get made. Just regular middle-of-the-road movies for grown-ups with, no, you know, nothing flashy, nothing fancy, no surprises. These aren't getting made. You know, at best they're getting on to Netflix or Hulu or something. This so. is a movie that my mom and dad would – oh, my God, our producer's trying to climb into Daniel's She's lap. such a crazy clown. Um – this is a movie that my mom and dad would have gone to see on a date night mm-hmm. and um, when Mrs. Mitchell would have come to babysit us. Oh, Mrs. Mitchell. Oh, Mrs. Mitchell. I say that my mother is, gets so mad. She's like, she was the nicest lady. And I'm like, whatever. Mrs. You Mitchell, didn't have to deal with a shit. Mrs. Mitchell would have come to babysit us and mom and dad would have gone to see it and dad would have like laughed his ass off and had mm-hmm. a great time, that kind of thing. Yeah. Not like when my parents went to see Fatal Attraction and my dad came home and said that was the scariest movie I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't, like I can't talk yeah. about it. Running Scared is the kind of movie that would like you would walk past on the shelves at Blockbuster and just know it was there. It's just one of those like mm-hmm. late eighties, early nineties, just one of those movies, man. But I think you'd have to be, I got to tell you that like right now in this 
day and age, I think you'd have to be a fan of one of those two actors to want to watch, to be like, oh, I need to see this movie. You'd totally. have to, you'd mm-hmm. have to like want to work through their cult, their, their cult, filmography, filmography and be like, yeah. I gotta see this. There's nothing, there's nothing like overwhelming or special about it. It's not like you haven't seen Running Scared. We'll sit down. The, like, it's not going to blow you away. It's just a fun, fluffy movie. Like you said, it's perfect fluff. It's just, yes. it's a great action comedy from the 80s yeah and again dudes get like shot but like not shot like not there's no they real get violence 80s style shot. They get 80s shot like like a team shot like joey pants gets blown away by a shotgun but there's just like a noise and he falls over there's like no blood no there's no blood in the movie no. uh it's just goofy action we yeah and i know i know daniel chose this because um the end of season one was a stone cold bummer <laughs> it was a stone cold bummer. stone cold bummer not that it wasn't a spectacular film, but it was a stone. We're talking about network. And then of course, Rosemary's baby. Mm -hmm. Fuck. That's a dark one. Uh, And then of course we find out recently that Roman Polanski raped somebody uh, else. Yes. Somebody. So Mm -hmm. he has probably raped many. Mm -hmm. Um, So fuck you, Roman Polanski. And, um, but uh, yeah. So after that, after Rosemary's baby and stone cold bummer, AKA network, um yeah i just wanted a fun comedy to go fluff i was like i want a nice easygoing comedy like there is nothing i'll drag you all back into the abyss next week yes i can no um yeah it's just it's a fun relaxing movie and again it's it's fun to visit something from these guys careers from this particular time because again you know billy crystal's early 80s and uh yeah, it's just it's it's just a great movie. It's a fun yep. fun time. It's, Absolutely. It's currently as of November of 2019. It's streaming on Prime Video, so check it out if you want to. It's for sure. It's a just a really fun time. No, just watch it and enjoy it because like, yeah. mm-hmm. good grief. Just relax. It's a yeah. relaxing. It's like a Saturday afternoon movie. It is a Saturday just afternoon movie. Chill out with some cold pizza and watch Running Scared and. <gasps> We're going to Pizarro's after this. Yeah, pizza, pizza for dinner. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm on board. You had a good time. You enjoyed yeah, it. I'm glad great, you saw it. I had a good time. That very, makes good, me happy. Very good time. It's just, a, it's just one of those comfort food movies. Yes. You know, you're like, this is great. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely comfort food movie, mm-hmm. and very glad. Um, it it did not antagonize me. It did not um make me look at you at some point and go what the fuck Mm -hmm. um we do have some fun stuff coming up um co-host uh guest host uh price manford will be joining us the week of holly hollywood what is wrong with me the week of (laughs) the week of hollywood is that a thing i don't Okay. The week of Thanksgiving. That's totally different. Yes. Okay. The week of Thanksgiving. We're going to somehow figure out uh, how to do um, John Wick 2 and John Wick 3. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have not seen either and Daniel has not seen John Wick 3. And Price is horrified. So mm-hmm. um, he's going to be with us in studio, um, mm-hmm. which is going to be super fun. And he has already sent his writers over. He's demanding. Um, he is a demanding. It's not demanding nice. it's man. Weird. I don't know. It's I, like Howard Hughes level stuff. It's for real. No, for real. Uh, that should be fun. Mm-hmm. And um, my movie for you for next week is one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about rom com, and it is a rom com. So just prepare yourselves. But it's an awesome one. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy coming back to season yeah. two. I, I wanted to start with something light and fun and you a did. fun comedy. You did, and you I'm know? continuing light and fun yeah. next week, and then we'll delve into darkness yeah john wick and i'll throw some stone cold bummers at us again it's me no it's me no i'm gonna be throwing some stone cold bummers. it's just like this movie's two hours of a prostitute dying of heroin overdose in a room that's all it is yeah that does sound like you that sounds kind of good actually i would watch that okay okay so hell yes let's do some hell yes what's your hell yeah my hell yeah is a game i just finished playing called the outer worlds it is a science fiction um role-playing game it's out now on on all consoles and it is it's short it's not like one of those long crazy ones it's just a fun really funny story tons of humor tons of heart and it's a really creative thing if you've got any kind of soft spots for firefly or battlestar galactica the remake or stuff like that you will love it it's got a really fun steampunk mixed with uh late 19th century ads aesthetic and it's also really creative in the way it lets you solve problems like one point you have to go catch a bad guy and you can either catch him or catch up to him and be like hey i'll let you go if you just give me some proof that i can say i caught you and you can just kind of like creatively play around with the world like that and it's really fun and really funny and i had a great time so i would say that is my hell yeah the outer worlds there you go mm-hmm. oh nathan fillion oh nathan fillion nathan i love nathan fillion yeah um which made me think of firefly and you were just mm-hmm. i was just thinking of yep. big mouth oh big mouth so good do maury that's so good so good yeah andrew <laughs> andrew it's andrew. so good um this is my fiance candace no don't do it we're i not. won't okay um so i have two hell yeahs <gasps> well one of them is like a both of us hell yeah okay so i want to give a shout out to uh craig Lindsay, who is a local houston writer mm-hmm. and who um has written about us twice now and how generous is that um and uh, he, we were recently in the Houston Chronicle, written up um, alongside another podcast, Houston podcast mm-hmm. about films, and that was really rad to to get to have our have our little podcast out there for people to read about. And I don't know if anybody saw it except like our parents, but still, it's very cool. It's very cool. And so, thank you, Craig. And you know, just spread the word because mm-hmm. you know we're all about having fun. Yep. And uh, we're we're definitely the buddy comedy. <gasps> we are. We are the buddy comedy. Who's Riggs? Who's Murtaugh? Clearly, I'm Riggs. You're Riggs. You are. Maybe I'm Murtaugh. Wait, no. You're Riggs. I'm Murtaugh. I'm too old for this shit. That's true. Oh my god! But you're you ri- annoy me. So maybe. Okay. I don't think that we are Riggs and Murtaugh. Okay. I don't know who we'd be. This we should figure out. We'll figure it out. This is critical. We'll figure it out. My other <laughs> hell yeah. My other hell yeah is a lo- isn't is locally based, but I'm just throwing it out there anyway because because they are also online. Um, two of our good friends have um, opened a brick and mortar store. Uh, they up until now have been working out of their homes and doing markets and stuff, but it's called Twisted Arrow Goods. Um, and, uh, Clay and Shane are leather workers and woodworkers, and they make the most beautiful, um, bags and just bowls and, and, oh, and candles. And, uh, these are two guys who, in my opinion, are the like example of what every maker and artist should strive for. Like you can 
have your dream, you have to be willing to, oh, who, oh, oh my. Our diva has something to say. We are not professionals. We are not. Well, and she never talks during the podcast. Ellie, we're right here. Did you forget where we were? She sometimes forgets where we are. She does. Anyway, Clay and Shane, um, twistedarrowgoods.com. You can look up their stuff online. They have stuff. It's like good dude stuff. They've got Mm -hmm. wallets. Daniel's got a couple of their wallets. Yeah, I've Um, got a couple of their wallets. I've got uh, one of their keychains, a couple of keychains. He uses their... They make... Body wash, hair. It's like body candles. shampoo. Yeah, they make candles. Um, all sorts of all sorts of fine leather stuff, like laptop cases, uh, backpacks, bags, uh, card holders. Just like tons of really awesome stuff. Yeah, and they made custom pieces for my parents for their fiftieth anniversary, which are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited about. But these are also two guys who they do the work. It is not easy. You have to know what you're doing in business. You have to be willing to put it all on the line and hustle. And they did it. And now they have this beautiful store that's half retail, mm-hmm. half workroom. And um, and I'm so proud of them. And there are pictures of their opening on my, on my um, Instagram account. Um, for those of you, if you want to see, but I'm just, my shout out is just my, my hell yeah. It's just hell. Yeah. A dream can come true Mm -hmm. and I'm really proud of them. And I really want you guys, if you are in Houston, stop by and see them. And if you're not in Houston, check Mm -hmm. out their website because Daniel is proof that all their stuff is great. Yep. Because he uses all of their body stuff and carries all I of their stuff. I smell amazing. He does smell Tell amazing. Tell them we sent you, and they'll charge you 10% extra because they don't like us. No. no kidding. <laughs> they'll charge you the normal rate. Because they'll charge you the normal rate. They'll just say, tell them we said what's up. We're terrible and weird. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, it's I'm I'm all about local businesses. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you buy from a local business, you're making a direct impact on somebody's life. Yep. And that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um. And so uh, that's that's my hell yeah. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Great guys, great store, great stuff. Yep. That's nice. Make their ad for them. Okay. Great guys, great store, great stuff. There it is. Twisted Arrow Goods. I get 10%. <laughs> okay. Well, so that is the end of uh, episode one. Of season season two. two. Season premiere. Season two, Pig in the City. <gasps> season two, Back in the Habit. Season <laughs> season two electric boogaloo and we are done Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. see you guys next week bye everybody bye look at this look at these pictures of mcdonald's look at that guy look at this hello how are you (laughs) and this postcard 3d i'm I'm tired as hit dear ray and danny Mm -hmm. wish you were here having a great time what are you doing up in what's this where chicago of course
turn to 